You're listening to the Jewel City Podcast. You can join us in person Sundays at 10 a.m. or 6 p.m. We have something for all people and all ages. Or join our live stream at 10 a.m. In this podcast, we'll hear a message from Pastor Robert. You may be seated. Since we uh, all met uh, corporately last, something very special happened. Uh, our good friend Bucky Booth went to be with the Lord. Um, Bucky's been coming here now, I don't know, uh, for, for maybe five years. I'm not really certain. Um, you, a lot of you probably say, well, I really don't know who, he, who Bucky uh, is, but uh, if you've seen a man walking in, being led in by his wife, uh, Bucky had been blind uh, for quite some time now. And uh, something very precious happened uh, to be absent from the bodies, to be present with the Lord. And uh, I'm not sad a bit, man. I'm telling you, I loved him. Uh, He was so full of joy and and just peace and so positive. We was on a joy class trip and I was driving the bus. Somebody said, God help him. And uh, he was uh, seated right behind me. Again, he was totally blind but he could hear and he heard me yawn. And he said, Pastor, are you getting sleepy? And I said, a little bit, Bucky. He said, just pull over, I'll drive the rest of the way home. (laughs) Amen. His visitation will be tomorrow from two o'clock, excuse me, his celebration will be started tomorrow at one o'clock with the family, two o'clock to eight o'clock, Uh, for all other guests. There'll be a funeral here, a celebration of his life on uh, Tuesday morning at 11 o'clock. We'll take him to the cemetery over in Rachel and then the family and friends will come back and we'll have a dinner here at the church. Would you stand with me this morning uh, for the reading of the word of God? Uh, Before we go there, uh, I went yesterday to the nursing home Uh, to visit Joy Bennett, and I don't even think she knew I was there. She's in room 108, and I can visualize Joyce, or excuse me, Joy, um, worshiping the Lord, and just a little lady, I don't know, probably never weighed much more than 100 pounds in her life, lifting her hands and worshiping. And uh, room 108, I didn't know it until Thursday when I preached a funeral. Uh, someone at the funeral told me a lifelong friend of mine was in room 107, my age. Fell off a roof, hit his head, sent him into dementia. And he can remember things from way back, but he doesn't know anything now. So room 107, right next to Joy. And I went in there yesterday, and he was asleep, and I touched his toe. And I hadn't seen him in probably 30 years. And he opened up one eye, and he said, Shingleton, you still preaching? <laughs> and from there on, he knew nothing. That we, you know, why he was there, who he was, anything. I say all that to say this. How could you stand here this morning? not lift your hands to the Lord and bless him. You think about that. 
The title of the message is Finding Grace. Genesis chapter 6, I want to read to you verses 5 through 8. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and every and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth and it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and the creeping thing and the fowls of the air, for it repenteth me that I have made them. Verse eight, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Miss Mary, would you bless the reading of the word of God, please? Most precious heavenly Father, we pause at this time, Lord, a very special time, Lord, in our service. God, to hear from the shepherd of this flock this morning, to hear your word, Lord. I pray, God, today, I thank you, first of all, for grace. Mm -hmm. I thank you today that one day I found grace. That's right. I thank you today <laughs> for that, Lord. Mm -hmm. But I'm asking you today as the word goes forth, I pray, Lord, that it will fall on good soil. I pray this morning that the convicting power of the Holy Spirit would walk in and out of every aisle, stop at the pews, Lord, and minister to hearts here this morning that may not know that grace, but it's free. It's freely given because you came to this earth That's right. to die for our sins and that grace may be our victory today. We worship you this morning. I pray this morning, touch our pastor, ministered it through him, I pray. Let the special anointing of your spirit come forth with such power, I pray, that hearts would be touched, lives would be changed, and that someone today will find grace in the eyes of the Lord as we praise you and worship you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Go ahead. Give God a hand clap. Genesis chapter 6, verse 5. And, and God saw that the man's wickedness was great in the earth. That word great, and I looked that up in a commentary, it meant just wickedness was multiplying. Society was not getting any better. In Noah's day, God had waited 120 years for people to come to their senses and, and to repent of their sinful uh, ways. 120 years seems like a long time, but it's really not, do you hear me? And their time was running out and judgment was coming. Do you hear me? Um, it's been over 2,000 years uh, since Jesus and seems like a long time, uh, but judgment is coming. Uh, and 120 years uh, uh, of being 
preach to and having opportunities, but they chose uh, to go their own direction and live their own life in the way that they wanted. Uh, and then what happened? Judgment came. Hey, can I be honest with you? Each one of us, uh, every day that we get up, we're one day closer to the grave or to the return of the Lord. And I promise you, my friend, I can stand here and truthfully say, time is running out in your life. Uh, if you're not ready for God, you had better find grace before you leave the house today. If you believe that, give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. They chose, uh, they just chose to live their own way, to live their own style. They chose not to heed to the word of God. And what happened, my friend? Judgment came and a flood destroyed everyone except Noah and his family. Society was becoming more lawless and more crime-ridden. Does that sound familiar to you? That the crimes became more wicked and more wicked and every day when I glance at my news app, I see things like a mom kills her children, a husband takes a sword and beheads his wife. Can we even imagine that we're living in such times as we are? Can I tell you, time is running out. And if you're in this house, you better get in the ark of safety and grace is Jesus Christ. Uh, give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. <laughs> Hebrews chapter four, verse 15 and 16. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. And here's your answer to finding grace. In verse 16, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Jesus Christ, God's son, is the supreme high priest and by far the greatest priest that has ever stood between God and man. And he came, he's not in a manger, he's not on the cross uh, and he's not in the tomb. Uh, he's been resurrected and he's seated at the right hand side of the Father interceding on our very behalf. He is the King uh, of kings. Uh, he is the Lord of lords. Uh, he is God Almighty. Somebody give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. Woo! The scriptures here indicate that a common theme of finding grace is found in Noah's day and also our time in the church as believers. Believers here this morning, you need to hear me. We have a high priest to come to. Jesus is his name. Oh, what a wonderful name. Man, I got to singing that this morning and it got all over me. There is no other name. Robert's a good name. Andy is a good name. Johnny, you got a good name, but there is a name that the universe knows and the demons in hell know and Satan know. His name is Jesus and it's our celebration this time of the year. Give him a, give your king, Jesus, a standing ovation.
Jesus. Jesus, what a wonderful name. And we can come to the throne of God. Isn't that incredible? Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, get bold. You can come to the throne of God. That is incredible. And there we find grace. Have you ever needed grace? Huh? Noah found grace when there was trouble. When the flood came and everything was about to be destroyed, grace, oh, there's a lot of definitions, divine love and protection given to mankind by God, undeserved favor, unmerited favor, but grace is Jesus. And Pastor Micah spoke about it in the back just a little bit ago. But there's some things in Psalms chapter nine, verse nine says, the Lord also will be a refuge for the oppressed, a refuge in times of trouble, to be oppressed is to be weighed heavily down, to be held captive by something. Who can set the captives free? None other than Jesus, do you hear me? He who the Son sets free, dog, is free indeed. And I can tell you, I've had things weighted me down, but Jesus can lift you up today and he can set you free. Has God set anybody free in the house? Give him a hand clap this morning. Woo! The problem is we don't want to get rid of it. We want to carry it ourselves. We're too smart. We're smarter than God. Psalms 55 and 22, cast thy burden upon the Lord and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. Cast thy burden upon the Lord. What are you carrying today that you can't carry? It's just a heavy load and you can't handle it. Just be honest with yourself. You can't carry this. You can't fix it. But I'm here to tell you about one that can and his name is Jesus. Somebody in the house say, amen. Noah on the boat for a year. You think about that. Locked up for a year in a storm, being tossed to and fro. My goodness, Noah, occasionally he would send a bird out to, to test the earth and, and to see if it was dry enough for him and his family to step out. Uh, do you hear me? He didn't get out of the ark until God told him. Uh, there's a message right there to wait on God because God's timing is 100% on time every time. My mom, I'll tell you, man, she loved God and, and, and she worshiped God and that was on her deathbed. I can never forget this. She said, Robert, what's taking the Lord so long? I'm ready to go. And I can remember saying, mom, just reaching over and grabbing her hand. Mom, you know, God's never late. You know, God's on time. I don't know what you're going through this morning, but the grace of God, hey, the grace of God will be with you. His grace is sufficient in your weakness. Uh, you'll find strength in the grace of God. You just hold on for another day or two. You hold on for another month or whatever it may be. But all of a sudden it was dry and God knew that it was dry and Noah stepped out. Can you imagine how he felt with just eight people in his family and there he stands uh, and there is nobody else. Uh, hey, you think you and I got it bad? Friend, he had every right to be fearful and every right to be discouraged and, and just didn't know what was going to happen. Noah stepped out but Noah showed obedience and then he showed us Patience. You don't hear me preach on patience a lot, do you? Some of you got it. God's throne is there for us to reach towards in time of need. What are you going through right now? That you need grace. You need some patience. 
you got to reach out to the throne. You got to get a hold of Jesus. Do you hear me this morning? There will be a time when you'll need grace in a tremendous way. And he's always there. And he's always on time. And he's never late. Listen to me. God's throne is there for each one of us to reach towards. One of the ladies from the choir came to me this morning and I, before she ever spoke a word, I could just see it all over. She was bubbling all over. Man, she was telling me how good things has been going in her life and how things changed when she started getting up early in the morning and giving God her first time, her first moments. Can I tell you, it convicted me because I'm not always there. I'm not always there. What a way to start out a day with Jesus, huh? Somebody say amen. amen. So something else that's similar in Noah's story. Let's, let's go to Genesis chapter nine, verse 12 through 17. And God said, and this is the token of the covenant, covenant, which I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you. For perpetual generations, he said, I do set my bow, a rainbow. He said, I set my bow in the cloud. And it shall be for a token of a covenant between me and the earth. And it shall come to pass when I bring a cloud over the earth that the bow shall be seen in the cloud. And I will remember my covenant, which is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh and the waters shall no more become a, flood, become a flood to destroy all flesh. And the bow shall be in the cloud, and I will look upon it, that I may remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, this is the token of the covenant which I have established between me and all flesh that is upon the earth, the rainbow. The rainbow is a sign that God will never destroy the earth with a universal flood. A sign that is not only given to Noah, but to all generations, to all people. Imagine floating around on this barge, this large boat for a whole year. And then imagine standing there by yourself with just eight in your family. God gave Noah a rainbow, a sign of assurance a sign of safety and a sign of security. We too should remember that the terrifying judgment of God is coming. You better remember that. You cannot escape it without Jesus. You need to hear me. Isaiah chapter 55, verse seven, let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return to the Lord and he will have mercy upon him and to our God for he will abundantly pardon. Every cloud, every cloud in your life as a believer has a rainbow. God would send clouds over the earth and in every one would be a rainbow set in that cloud. This rainbow is associated with God's grace. God's grace. 
Noah found grace to help in the time of trouble during the flood, during the storm, till the storm, I love that song, till the storm passes by. How many's ever been in a storm, huh? Wound up standing, Noah winds up standing by a rainbow when the flood was over. So we see a connection of a rainbow in the Old Testament to the New Testament. Finding grace is mentioned in connection with coming to God's throne in the time of need. The Apostle John, he said in the book of Revelation, chapter four, verses two and three, and he said, immediately I was in the spirit. There's four different times in the book of Revelation that John said, I was in the spirit. God was giving him a vision. And behold, a throne was set in heaven, and one sat on the throne. We want to know who grace is. And he that sat was to look upon like a jasper and a sardine stone. And there was a rainbow, God help me, round about the throne in sight like unto an emerald. The appearance of God on the throne is so glorious and so majestic that it's indescribable. Think about it. The jewels chosen to describe God, it proclaims a marvelous message to each one of us that here, they were considered the most brilliant and the most valued and precious and desired gems on earth. And that's what God is. That's what grace is. The most valuable being, the most valuable, the most precious, Ain't nothing like it. Can't describe it. Can't describe it. My God. The rainbow that surrounded the throne looked like emerald green is what the Bible says. This represents the mercy of God and the new covenant of grace given to man by God. We'll open up our Christmas gifts here in a few weeks, why don't we open up the gift of grace and that's Jesus Christ. It can change your life today. Change your life. I know it can, cause it changed mine. How about you, no pants, Bob? I nicknamed him that. He wears shorts all year long. Whoa. It's with the clouds. After the storm, the rainbow shines. Do you hear me? After the storm, you don't see the rainbow in the storm. But after the storm, the rainbow really shines. My goodness, if hell's any hotter, I don't wanna go there. But we do not see it until the storm is over. Clouds come in our lives and clouds go. I'm in that nursing home yesterday and I grabbed my buddy by the toe and he says, Shackleton, you still preaching? And when I left there, I walked down that hall and I thought he fell off a roof and now he doesn't know his name. And I had five strokes and here I am. And my doctor said the best scenario, you should be in a nursing home and not know your name. But the storm passed and I was standing by a rainbow. 
the grace of God. Anybody in the house ever been through a storm and when the storm was over, you could just uh, identify that you were standing in the presence of a rainbow because the rainbow that I'm talking about is Jesus Christ, the King of Kings. And there ain't no way in Hades that I'm gonna stand here doing worship with my hands in my pockets and my mouth shut and looking on Facebook and looking at this and looking at that. I'm gonna stand in the presence of Jehovah and I'm gonna lift my hands and I'm gonna bless the King of glory because he is my rainbow. Somebody give him a hand clap and a shout of praise in the house. After the storm, the rainbow really shines. But in the cloud is a rainbow that indicates we will not be destroyed. I pray from this day forward every time that there's a storm, a literal storm in the, in the atmosphere that when it settles down and you look up and you see a rainbow that you'll remember a covenant with God because you are a believer that you will never be destroyed. Do you hear me? This body, this temple, this temporary tent that I live in, it will drop someday. But because of the grace of God to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. I don't know about you, but that cranks up my crank. It gets me excited to know that I know the king of all kings. Uh, somebody in the house give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. But in the clouds will not be destroyed because of the rainbow. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, there hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able. But with that temptation also make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it. Grace is something that we need to look for, and if we look for it, we will find it every time. Grace, it alone will save you. Do you hear me? Ephesians chapter two, verse eight and nine, there is a storm coming. There is a judgment day coming. There is an end time coming. I listened to uh, 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 James uh, uh, Carvel or Carville or something like that, a bald-headed, uh, uh, well, I better just be careful what I say, uh, uh, and, and he's a Democratic and nothing against I, I love Democrats, I love Republicans. He's an analyst on, on TV and he said yesterday about the new speaker of the house uh, because he is a Christian that the Christians in America is more dangerous to America than Al-Qaeda. And I thought to myself, God, we have went down a road so far. You take every Christian out of every neighborhood. You take every Christian out of every community. And brother, what do you got? You got nothing but chaos. Do you hear me? Listen to me. Grace is something that we need. It's something that we need to find. He said he, he talked about people that said they were saved and, and they was going to, you know, praying for the rapture and made fun of it. I'm not making fun of it. I'm telling you right now, he's getting ready to come. He can come. He can come at any time. And you as a church, uh, you better be ready. Do you hear me? If you believe me, give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. Ephesians chapter two, verse eight, for by grace are you saved through faith and not of yourself. It is the gift of God, not of works. Let any man should boast, lest any man should boast. Noah could not save himself and nothing's changed. 
You and I cannot and will not save ourselves. He had to get some help from God. Can I be honest with you? Some of you are so messed up. You got problems and you can't fix them on your own. But God can. God can and God will. Without God's help in the form of instructions to make the ark, Noah would have never survived a flood. Without God's help, the instructions will never, never survive judgment. Do you hear me? Paul tells us, go to the throne for help in time of need. Would you let your pride go? Would you humble yourself and go to the throne of God? Grace is in one place, one place alone, and that's at the throne. That is why the rainbow is around the throne in Revelation. Listen to this. Let me, let me share a little bit from Ezekiel. Ezekiel chapter one, verse four. And I looked and behold, a whirlwind came out of the north, a great cloud and a fire enfolding itself. And a brightness was about it and out of the midst thereof as the color of amber, out of the midst of the fire. What's going on here? Ezekiel, he saw the heavens opening up to the most spectacular sight that he had ever seen. He saw the clouds rolling back and it seemed as space was parting open and he could see into another world. <laughs> Man, I'm not trying to compare myself to Ezekiel, but there has been a handful of times in my life where I was preaching. Honestly, I've shared this with some of my close friends and it was like I was over here and I could see myself over there. When you get a glimpse of God's glory, it'll change your life, my friend. It'll change my life. And it'll never happen if you don't seek it. Oh, yeah. Ezekiel actually saw into the unseen spiritual world. He saw a vision of God. So let's look down to chapter one, verse 26. And above the ferment that was over their heads was the likeness of a throne Visualize this. As the appearance of a sapphire stone and upon the likeness of the throne was the likeness as the appearance of a man above upon it. God gave Ezekiel a vision of his glory, a vision that would change his life forever. And when you get that glimpse, your life will never ever be the same again. It'll change your life forever. Ezekiel 1 and 28, as the appearance of the bow, that is in the cloud in the day of rain, so was the appearance of the brightness round about. This was the appearance of the likeness of the glory of the Lord. And when I saw it, he said, I fell upon my face and I heard a voice of one that spake. The appearance of the Lord's glory a radiant and dazzling rainbow of light. And what did he do? He fell upon his face. And when I researched that, he repented before God. How long has it been or have you ever repented before the Lord God Almighty? Ezekiel saw a cloud come, a rainbow as well, but it was a very different cloud. If you continue to read about this cloud, it had a fire enfolding itself inside of it. And cherubims were there and a crystal ferment with a sapphire thrown on it. And the rainbow was there in the cloud around the throne. 
Jesus is the king. Stand with me this morning. Jesus is the king of kings. Do you hear me? Jesus has the power over all. In every cloud, as a believer that comes your way, there is a rainbow. And that is Jesus. And there is your grace. Do you hear me? They say every cloud has a silver lining. But truthfully, and somebody remember that word truthfully, every cloud has a rainbow. In your life as a believer, there's a rainbow in every cloud and you will not be destroyed. And that gives me great assurance, amen? Every cloud has a way of escape. Every cloud has an exit door. Remember that. Jesus is the door. In the storm, you gotta go to the throne. Facebook ain't gonna help you. I love last week, Pastor Wright. Anybody enjoy Pastor Wright last week? Huh? He caught a glimpse. He caught a glimpse of somebody on their phone, didn't he? I love that. I love that. In the storm, you gotta go to the throne. John 10 and seven then said Jesus unto them again, verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. There's an exit door in every storm and that door is Jesus. He's the door, not a door. He's not a door. He is the door. Do you hear me? Find grace in a time of need. Go to the throne of God. Get this, a rainbow means the storm is over. <laughs> Going to the throne of God will help your storm be over. He'll put a stop to it. Sitting on his throne means he's got a power over every, everything. Now, I want to share something with you. Not for an applause. Not to make anybody laugh. And I don't hate any people or group of people. The month of June has long been recognized as LGBTQ Pride Month. It's not uncommon to see rainbow flags being displayed as a symbol for this movement, even on church house doors that call themselves church houses. In 1978, Gilbert Baker, an openly gay man and drag queen, designed the first rainbow flag. Now, I'm going to quote him. I listened to the interview, a recording of it. He said in an interview, and I quote, our job as gay people was to come out, to be visible, and to live in the truth. You remember earlier I said, remember that word truthfully? The flag says, this is what he said, the flag says, this is who I am. Well, that's not truth. And I say all this at the end of this message, it really, I didn't even tie this in until last night. I say this because we need to teach our children what the rainbow stands for. Okay? We need to teach our children what the rainbow stands for. Our children are being taught that the rainbow just, it's cool, man. It's cool. Wear the rainbow shirt, wear the rainbow shoes, paint your hair in rainbow collars. 
the rainbow. The storm is over. You hear me? So be careful. It wasn't until 1994 that the rainbow flag was truly established as the symbol for LGBTQ pride. Now the rainbow flag in less than 30 years is an international symbol because one man came out. I wonder what would happen, Steve, if every born-again believer would come out and say, I want to tell you what the truth is. Again, I don't hate nobody, but I'm as long as I can breathe, whether it's this topic or abortion or bitterness or anything else, I'm going to preach the truth. Gun barrel straight. Amen. So a couple years ago, under the guidance of the Holy Spirit, I wrote a little booklet, a little pamphlet, a 20-minute read, with the help of several other, and it's called Truth. A message of love, and you see the rainbow flag. And I came in here yesterday, and I packed every table back there. They're free. Read it. It's not my opinion. It's God's word. Grace. He's not in that rainbow flag. He's not in the manger. He's not on a cross and he's not in a tomb. He's at the right hand side of the Father. And that's the truth. Amen. Give God a hand clap. If the tables run out on your way, you go to the customer, customer service. <laughs> Hello, it's aisle nine. We need somebody over here in the customer service. Guest services. And we got a box full of them. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Have you found grace? Jesus is here today. He wants to touch your heart. He wants to save your soul. He wants you to escape judgment. Nobody's, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna come to you and grab you by the hand and drag you down here right where you're at if for somebody here today that would like to give your life to Christ. You'd like to ask the Lord to forgive you of your sins. And you'd like to start walking with the Lord. Would you slip your hand up high right where you're at? I'm not gonna call you out. I'll see your hand, sir. Somebody else? Somebody else? I'll see your hand there. Somebody else? I'll see your hand over there. Somebody else? Somebody else? Come on. Somebody else? Somebody else? Somebody else? Somebody else? Anybody else? Anybody else? Three adults. Somebody else? Somebody else, let the Lord, let Jesus come alive in your life, in your, in your walk every day. I see that hand, thank you. Somebody else, somebody else. I wanna take just a moment, somebody else. You say, Pastor, I really don't understand at all. You, you understand that there's a God that loves you, that died for you, that gave his life. You say, well, I gotta get my life right first, it'll never happen. Come just as you are. Is there somebody else? Is there somebody else? Somebody would slip your hand up high and say, Pastor, today I'd like to give my life to Christ. I see that hand. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Somebody else. Let's not, let's not rush through this. I see your hand, ma'am. I see your hand. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Somebody else. Holy Spirit, touch our hearts. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Right there. Yes. Yes, I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Have your way, Jesus. We're in no hurry. Is there somebody else? Listen, it's heaven or hell. There's no place in between. It's living right or living wrong. You can be the best person in the world, but if you've not given your life to Christ, you're wicked. You either serve the Lord or you serve Satan. There's no, no choice. How about you this morning? I'm watching people all over this place crying, wiping tears from their eyes. Would you surrender? Would you give your life to him? He gave his life for you. 30 seconds, somebody else, somebody else. Right where you're at, just slip your hand up high. I see that hand, thank you. Somebody else, somebody else, somebody else. Somebody else. Somebody else. Somebody else. Somebody else. Every head and every eye closed, please. Use the, you that raised your hands this morning, would you lift up your head and open up your eyes and look right at me. That's right. Take somebody by the hand beside of you. Take them by the hand. Don't be ashamed. Take them by the hand. You just made a public confession. Pray this prayer. And mean it from the bottom of your heart. Say, Lord Jesus, today I surrender and I give my life to you, Lord. And I ask you, Jesus, to forgive me of my sins, to cleanse me, to create in me a new heart. Lord, I'm sorry. But Lord, from this day forward, I do my best to live my life for you. In Jesus' name, I pray. Can everyone in the house welcome them to the family of God? To the family of God. Thank you for listening to the Jewel City Podcast. You can join us in person Sundays at 10 a.m. or 6 p.m. We have something for all people and all ages. Or join our live stream at 10 a.m. 